Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yeah. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Come on. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem? Tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's around this town Welcome to the Java Men Fighting Illini podcast. It's December 7th. This is Suds. We're remote today. I got Dollar Bills, Joey H. I got Stumpy, Jesse Stump in the house. And I got Scotty Shaps, Shapapai. Gentlemen, what is going on? What's up, Lags? Good evening. Always great to be here after big Tom W. Huge dub. How awesome was last night? Was that unbelievable? Especially that comeback at the end. I mean, there was probably at six minutes left. We'll talk about it in a, in detail when we do the recap. But there was a point in time in that game where you're thinking about turning it off with six minutes left. And then just the awesome comeback at the end. They get the dub. So we got a great segment list tonight. Here's what we're going to do. We're, we're looking back at the past week. We had Friday night in College Park, just a, talk about a tough way to start Big Ten play, going to College Park against a really strong and experienced Maryland team. Unfortunately, we get the L there. We lose 71-66. And then you got to immediately bounce back. You go to the Garden, New York City, ESPN for everybody to see, and the Illini put on an absolute an absolute show. So, boys, let's do it. Let, let's break down the Maryland game. We'll start there. And there was a lot of chatter in the text group about some decisions that were made by by our guy Brad. It was it was a pretty hard-fought game. There was a, a lot of action. I remember specifically in the second half, I think the boys were getting a little frustrated with the Zebras. We were talking about that a little bit. Shannon got fired up. And tried to take control a little bit, which he did. Joe, I'm starting with you. Share some thoughts on the Maryland game. Yeah, the the refs were awful in the Maryland game. Like, I'm not usually one to complain about the refs. Usually only, like, once every, I don't know, every other game. So not, <laughs> not, 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 not very often. And uh, they, they were bad. Um, but, but kind of referees aside, overall, I thought, we played pretty pretty even with Maryland when I was looking at the box score. Overall, a lot of the stats were, were very, very even, and you can make the argument like we shouldn't be even with Maryland. But I think on the road, a lot of a young team, a new team, first true road game, I thought overall they, they performed pretty well outside of, you know, down the stretch. Kind of the biggest differences in the game were really three-point shooting and, and free throw shooting. And we know when you play on the road, you're typically going to get less free throws. So Maryland shot 40% from three. Clearly, the defense was a huge issue in the first half, and that led to the 40% from three. Illinois shot 25%. And then Maryland, in this, in, in the same time, shot 10 more free throws 
than, than the Illini and made seven overall more free throws than the Illini. So I'm not a math major, and we don't have uh, Jamie Jubes Rubin on, on the pod Jubes. today. But that adds up to what about <laughs> I don't know, 15 to 20 points, and that's we yeah, lost and we lost by what like five. Yeah, lost by five. And then I have the last thing in here is point guard play. Um, their point guard is a seasoned veteran, I think a transfer, and dominated our freshman point guards, both of them. I feel like that's what's going on with this game is, I mean, you said it, where it's tough to win on the road in the Big Ten. It's even tougher to win against what looks like a top 10 uh, or top, sorry, top tier Big Ten team. Um, and when you're fielding a team of mostly freshmen, um, sucking up a lot of the minutes, that's going to be really hard for your first time on the road. And you go down the list of what the freshmen did, and you have Sky Clark that did put up six points, uh, Jaden Epps with two, and Ty Rogers and Sincere Harris with, with almost no stats. And, I mean, everything that came out after this game, the Xfinity Center seemed like a madhouse. I think Brad Underwood had yeah. a hot dog chucked at him. <laughs> A chicken sandwich too. Oh yeah, they had to stop play for that. Yeah. Did you see they didn't? Where were the kids that would go under the basket with the brooms? They, Brad, they should they cut to like Brad on the sidelines. He was like kicking it with his foot. Like, can you give this guy some help here to get the hot dog (laughs) off? That was just yeah. The towel boys need to walk the damn plane. (laughs) I was I was texting one of my friend my friends about this too. I I did not see like a towel boy come onto the floor the entire game. It was so bizarre. And even before, like, the chicken incident, yeah, like, the refs were like, is anyone going to clean this thing up? But it seemed like our players were slipping and sliding all over that floor, like, the entire night. It was it was very bizarre. The, the ref was helping Brad, like, clean it up. That's how bad it was. It was uh, yeah. Anyway. Brad had pretty good uh, response to it, though. He was a good sport about it. He's like, yeah. there's no place for that, but he's kind of laughing. He. Brad's Brad's old school. He loves it. He likes fighting in Pizza Hut parking lots. He can appreciate <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little food throwing. You got to expect how many people are there? Twenty thousand. You're going to get a couple that might be throwing a hot dog. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's the odds of it. You know, that doesn't mean Maryland has a bad fan base because you got some idiot throwing throwing chicken sandwiches at the coach. <laughs> it is pretty cool. Every big Maryland game, SVP sitting courtside. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that is sweet. It would have been nice to get the W, though, in front of SVP and have him lead off with that story. Maybe the Java men should start sitting courtside at every big Illini game. Someday. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll be as big as SVP if we keep this up. We're going to need to land some sponsorships, so if uh, any of our any of our listeners know anyone, hook us up. So, Stumpy, you, you made a good point. It, our, our freshmen, and that was really their first real test on the road in the Big Ten, which just super tough environment and i mean they they kind of played as expected right if they came out and were dominating seniors and and super seniors over at maryland that would have been you would have been blown away by that i think that one kid jameer young that lefty he was pouring them into that guy was unconscious smooth lefty three yeah that i mean that didn't help matters at all shaps what, what were your thoughts on the game yeah, it was it was tough. It's uh, that was a really hard environment for them to play in. You expect some calls to kind of go the home team's way, but it was very very lopsided for a lot of it. 
So, like, we were trying to claw our way back, you know, when we got down. But, like, it, it's hard enough to, to stage a comeback in that kind of environment. But when you're also going against the refs, it's it makes it extremely difficult. Um, but we did fight our way back, and it really just came down to late-game execution, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, we weren't able to hit the big shots, and and that kid on Maryland hit that dagger, um, and that was really the the difference in the game in the end of was it. Was that was that Young that hit the dagger? I think it was Young, right over I, the screen. I think so. Yeah. And who who was playing D on that that went under the screen? That I'm was playing. yeah. I, that was Shannon. Shannon was, was Shannon. on him. Yeah, that was that was not. And 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 then that was if you guys recall. After the game, Brad blamed himself because he kept Danen on that, which, I mean, for that defensive possession, no reason Dane should be in the game. Yeah, Jubes uh, pointed it out on, on the group chat right away, and I, I noticed it on the replay too because if you if you watch, you know, we, we tend to switch everything, but when Dane's in, we can't switch everything. So when Young got the, got the ball screen, Dane just kind of dropped back instead of closing him off. And and yeah, I don't know why Shannon went under the screen, but when you're switching, you you can you can go under screens more easily like that. So yeah, I I don't know why Dane was in the game. We had a timeout to. I know Brad said like he thought he wanted him in for rebounding, but Dane had not been rebounding the ball well in that game at all. Actually, a couple minutes before that, he gave up an offensive rebound to that dude who had four fouls. That yeah. guy just went right up over him and and had an easy putback, and that separated yeah, that Maryland. That was a huge, huge play in the game. Um, Dane picked up an offensive foul too, like right before that. So he he was not playing well, especially down the stretch. I don't know why he was in. That was a huge mistake. Yeah, that yeah that that was tough. So Dallas Bills, you've been waiting five days for this. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I I want some analysis from you. About who was in at the end of that game? Yeah, playing point guard. Speaking of not, yeah, not there's there's a lot of things going on in the final two minutes of the the Terps Illini game that that led to the loss. And this this loss for the most part is on on Brad Underwood. Brad's a great coach, and I think he he knows and he's learning this team. And I think he frankly is having a great time learning this team. I, I do think he wants a Big Ten championship. I think he knows the more he learns this team, the better off we're going to be come March. And, and I would agree with that. Um, but my hope is that we can do that and win a Big Ten championship. So Brad definitely, this is a bad game for him. He needs to learn from this. Chaps, Chaps just mentioned it. There's Dane should not have been in the game. From a defensive standpoint, um, when we're regarding the way we, we were, he should not have been in the game. And I know that this this I was taught this was talked about in other podcasts as well, but I think kind of the, the point guard who should have been in the game and who should not have been in the game, that was amongst the Java men, um, a point of contention. And I think that <laughs> this that was a point of contention. The, there was some back and forth on that. Yeah, and let me let me be the first one to say Epps is a fucking badass. That dude <laughs> is not scared of anything. He showed yeah. it in Madison Square Garden. So I'm a big Epps guy. He's a, he's a bucket. He's perfect off the bench right now. We'll see eventually if he if he takes Sky's starting role, but that's for a different pod for another day. But I think it's it's just it was obvious that Sky Clark should have been in over 
Epps in that game. And Epps, Epps had played 10 minutes. Or no, he played 10 yeah. minutes by the end of the game. At, with two minutes left, he had played eight minutes. He was had four fouls. He had like half of his family there. Clearly, he was pressing. <laughs> like he's yeah. from that area. And it's just, I was shocked. I was shocked that Sky Clark hits a three like a big time three and i don't i don't that know the exact cold score of the game blooded, man that that was cool he was like oh for 10 before that cold-blooded too. cold yeah and i, I so, some people tweeted back at me because i was tweeting out there i was tweeting a storm <laughs> after the game some guys like he's he's two for 13 from three i'm like yeah dipshit he just made a fucking three then that last game doesn't matter he just literally made a fucking three. You see how Math- Matthew Meyer played when he just made a three? Yeah. And then he had Same a big steal and turnover. Then he had a big steal and turnover. Then before you know it, he's taken out of the game. It just doesn't make any sense that, like, I get Brad, like, I get Brad maybe feels better about Epps down the stretch. But in that game, anyone that's ever played basketball, yes, I was the leading scorer on the freshman B team. And yes, I did make the JV basketball team at St. Louis U high. So I know, Dude, so, nice so I know what I'm talking Don't about and a fraternity intramural championship. So I know what I'm talking about here. And when you're cold, you're cold. It's hard to come off the bench and make shots. And yes, Epps should have taken that wide open three. It was a good shot. He should have taken love it, that. but he should have never been in the game in the first place. That's yeah. my whole point. He should never in the game. And and I will leave, um, you know, I will leave the community, the Java men community, with this. Epps was <laughs> minus, and and this is a stat BPM, which is box plus minus, which is an advanced <laughs> statistic. Ask Jamie Dubes Rubin about it. And just for some context, the top three NBA players of all time in this statistic are Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Magic Johnson. So this wow. is a pretty good indicator of, of how good of a it's player is. Pretty pretty reputable <laughs> and, stat there. Yeah, and so Jaden yeah. Epps in this stat was minus twenty three and a half Woo. in in ten is, in ten minutes. What is that? Good. What does minus twenty three mean? Like what's it, the scale? It, give you context. The next doesn't lowest, matter. Doesn't matter. They give, they give you they give you con, give you context. The next lowest person was Matthew Meyer at four point six. And Sky Clark, or Dane Danger at 1.9, Sky Clark at 1.2, and then there were a bunch of guys on the team, Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon, RJ Melendez, that were between 10 and 20. So, like, he was wow. the lowest by far, and it's essentially box plus minus. It takes all of your stats within the box score throughout the game and averages it out. Essentially, it's how valuable you were to the team on the court during that game and taking all stats, not just overall point score. And it's a very good indicator, again, of, of how you played. And he was awful compared to the rest of the team. And he was on the court. He probably was cold. He probably was shivering a little bit out there because <laughs> he hadn't played very much. And he's supposed to shoot a shot with cold hands. And I know about cold hands. Shoot a shot, wide open shot. Like, that's that's not a good situation. Brad put him in a horrible situation. But this is why Epps is the fucking man. Because he stood there and fucking took the shot. And that's why Epps is going to be come to be an all time Illini great because he did that in the next game. He shows out at, at MSG at the Mecca of basketball. So, again, this isn't against Epps, it's just against BU. So, I kind of went on a rant there, but overall, I'm, I was very happy with the team. It just was a couple bad moves by Brad at the end of the game. So, I'll, I'll leave us with this on the Maryland game. I, 
I mean, we all know it. That was a- well. I have to have the rebuttal on that, obviously. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's hear it. Because that Come was on. a very good rant by Joe. Uh, it was just wrong in a lot of ways, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, the spy. <laughs> so Clark was playing terrible in that game. I know he hit the three, and that was his only and shot that he did hit. It wasn't like he hit the three and then Brad took him out of the game. It was like a few minutes after. I think it was like two and a half minutes after he hit the three. He took him out when we had that weird like back-to-back timeout stuff because the offense was completely stagnant, which it was for most of the game. I love Clark, but for whatever reason recently, he's been dribbling the crap out of the ball at the top of the key and the ball's not moving and the offense isn't, isn't flowing. And when Epps is in the game... It flows a lot better, and Brad seems to trust him a lot more in late-game situations. Epps obviously had a rough game. He got completely screwed early in the game. They had not even, like, ticky-tack fouls called on him. It was, like, below ticky-tack fouls. Two fouls quickly called on him, completely threw him off. So he he battled with that. You're right, he barely played. Um but that's why he was in the game, because the offense wasn't doing anything at that moment, and he w- thought that Epps would give him a spark. Also, Clark had really been struggling on the defensive end, too. They kept switching the bigger guys onto him. He was missing cutters. He, Brad, again, just trusts Epps more right now in the late-game situations. Yeah, he missed the three, um, and probably because he was cold, you're right, but it doesn't mean that Clark would have made that three. Um, I didn't have a problem with 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 Epps being in in that situation. I mean, if you look at stats that, that are actually real, not just created by robots, <laughs> Epps was a was a plus three in just a regular plus minus. He was a plus three <laughs> in just the 10 oh, minutes so he played. Oh, so we outscored him when he was on the court? <laughs> Sky Clark was a minus seven. He was a minus seven. Nobody else in the lineup was worse than him in the plus minus department. So Epps was... Still better, even though he barely played and had foul trouble the whole time. So if you just look at that stat, um, Illinois had uh, all that, uh, thinking about the Texas game. But, yeah, I mean, Clark, he's just been really struggling lately, honestly. He, he's got more turnovers than assists on the season right now, uh, which isn't a good sign. It's The ball's just not moving when he's out there, like I said. And he's got 13 points only in his last three games. Again, I love sky clark he's going to be very good but apps is just it seems like he's a little more confident right now like even when things aren't going well he's still just get a step up and take that big shot he made a huge play actually in that game on that uh on that cut to the on like that back door cut that he he missed the layup but like it, it resulted in a really easy putback right after that that kept us in the game so I didn't have a problem with with that substitution at all at the time. Neither guy was playing well in that game. Like if Clark was playing really well before that and he got taken out, then it would have been like, what the hell's going on here? But that really wasn't the case. It was really Dane Danger that kind of killed us down the stretch, and that was hey hey that hey, was the... ease off my. I know, guy. I know. Hey, we hit on Dane already. We hit on Dane already. It's a sensitive subject. <laughs> I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna step in and stop the fight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand this one to Shaps. Wow. Slight slight edge here. Just based solely <laughs> on the statistics. Something <laughs> about minus twenty. I'm still trying to figure out what that means. It means nothing. So yeah, so 
it's it's it yeah. sounds like a made up stat where that where yeah Michael Jordan and LeBron James the two best you know two of the best players <laughs> that have ever played basketball are really good well they're gonna be at the top of every statistical category so you could basically pick any statistic you wanted it doesn't really help Jokic <laughs> is up there too <laughs> Jokic the yeah, Joker yeah so let's move on no, to let's, okay. all right real quick real quick that's that's <laughs> that's that's ridiculous that's because <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to t- we're not, I'm not talking about three games I'm talking about that point in time there was two minutes left in the game he had been sitting all game it's anyone would have been better than him like almost anyone on the team would have been better than him that's that's my that's my argument and I will I will die on that hill but chaps great that's points fair. your yeah. your stats just you know, aren't as um, advanced. Good as mine. Advanced yeah. is mine. That's the word I was looking for. But yeah, Chaps Jesse, Jesse, I respect your decision. <laughs> so, so boys, I think all all great nice arguments. Shot. I think we're gonna find out a little bit about Sky Clark's ego here in the next couple of weeks. I'm curious to see what happens with him and how he reacts to Jaden Epps, the guy who was ranked below him finishing games Clark and... was sulking on the bench at the end of the Texas game like they showed a yeah. shot of the bench and he was like visibly sulking when we were pulling away which is concerning because I, yeah. I I don't so... want that guy to lose his confidence or think like why aren't I out there that sort of thing um but... now it's it's early so just something yeah. to monitor I think and he'll be fine la- last thing before we get to happier times like Jesse said we all know what happens when Brad goes to College Park and loses, he turns it around and wins a Big Ten championship. So, boys, we already saw it here, and we go to the Garden Tuesday night against the number two team in the country, neutral court. Jesse, talk to me. What did you like from this game? I think we need to hear from the hype man Joe Hollering on this one first. This, this game... I mean, it was, it's, man, it was so unbelievable. We (laughs) roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the Java men have kids. So I I was recording the game, so I didn't actually sit down, but dude, you were not. All right. I wasn't watching. Sorry to to interrupt you, Joe, but the whole text thread was like me and Jupes. I'm like, where, where are the Java men right (laughs) now? I was like, yeah, it was bad time. I know I was in, (laughs) I was upstairs. Literally, like, Mish was taking care of the girls, and I'm, like, in the room watching the games, texting with Jubes, and she's just yelling at me. Legs, you'll notice, What are you too. doing? Yeah. You'll notice, yeah. too. I was, I was the on the no, text. She's ex- yeah, I was yeah, on the text yeah. in the first half because I watched the first half live because it was such an early start, and then I went to help with the, uh, with the bedtimes and yeah. then came back and watched the second half on the very delay uh so yeah we were all in similar boats on that one i came back and had 54 texts on the group (laughs) you want to talk about cancel culture let's cancel the 6 p.m start time can we cancel that let's uh, i'm done with the 6 p.m start time it's not good for any of us so joe continue that was great so i sat i had recorded my phone away and i i poured a, a nice manhattan and just sat back no distraction just took in the game first half was was so frustrating um, we did pre- actually no I take that back first half was good we had a good first half second half was so frustrating couldn't make a bucket the offense was stagnant D- I mean Texas defensively looks like an, a top five team for sure um, car we obviously own him we've owned cars <laughs> since his days on the Gophers 
He just can't. <laughs> I think there's something in his head about playing against Illinois. But overall, I, I thought, can't believe that guy's. Th- yeah. Did he? Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you again. But was Carr on Texas last year too? He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah okay. he was. So that was that was then two years ago when he was on Minnesota. Yeah, Trent Frazier. He still has nightmares yeah. about Trent Frazier. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And now he's having uh, Sincere Harris nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> Sincere is all over him. But that what was interesting about this team is uh, Terrence Shannon and Jay Billis alluded to it quite a bit that she, you know Terrence Shannon's not not doing well, but there's there's so many guys on this team and and he made he keep kept making the point like this team will go as the ceiling will go as, as Matt Meyer's ceiling goes. There's like a good good amount of truth to that. I think he Matt Meyer if he's our top three or four player, like we're, that's really good for us. So it was, it was really nice to see him having a great game. But overall, it was just really good to see our defense and how well we played. I think like some guy down on the scouting report had a good game, which is fine. Like some transfer some, from some shitty mid-level school, um, which which is fine. Like that's what happens when you have good scouting report and you play good defenses. The main guys get shut out and then, you know, the five, yeah. six guys do well. But the the just the balls the team showed down the stretch – our boy Epps hitting that shot. What was crazy was the timeout that Hawkins took. Oh my god! When no, RJ RJ dude, RJ's jumper that... looks so good right now, and he just swished that three. And he poor poor Hawkins is like, oh man, I fucked that up. But then Epps out of the timeout just fucking a dagger. Uh, yeah, and then dude. and then Texas frankly just blew it with that with yeah. that foul. Oh, yeah. You still have to step up and make those free throws, which again, why this that... the dude's a badass Epps. Um, and that then, was, I mean, that that yeah. was something that flew under the radar. The two, the ice water free throws, holy shit, for a freshman and MSG against the number two team in the country. Gave me uh, Trent Frazier vibes of just a, a guy that can step for up sure. and hit some for free sure. throws. For sure, yeah, no, he's he's good. I think Melendez can hit some free throws too. And then overtime, like Terrence Shannon just shows like that dude's character and motor. Like I think he, we all love him. He's just the band. Like to come out after a tough game. And just dominate and find your your footing and put your footprint on the game in the overtime was was huge. You put the team on his back, and that's the reason why we ended up winning in overtime. Matt Meyer, I mean, there's a lot of guys that played a role, but T Matt Meyer opening, TSJ closing with a little bit of Epps balls in the middle was really good for the team. And Hawkins, <laughs> Hawkins. Last thing yeah. I'll say, Hawkins defense without fouling is incredible. I thought that was going to be an issue this year. I cannot believe how well he plays at the rim, and and he doesn't foul. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah, he's gotten so much smarter. You know, like his freshman season when Brad was throwing him out there, like he was like Curbelo. Every other play would just be something of a nightmare. Yeah, their their defense, uh, Hawkins and and Sincere Harris, I thought totally changed the the game on the defensive end. Um. Our, yeah, Meyer and and our defense basically kept us in it. It was actually it felt really similar watching that game to uh to the one we were at in Vegas against UCLA, where we were kind of like battling like nothing was really going our way, you know like every call seemed to go their way. Like Texas's best play was was just taking a charge on us, which was insane. Um, Are we going to talk about the the blocks and the charges? Yeah. We will get, yeah, we'll definitely get to that. And uh, so, yeah, so no, nothing was going our way, but we were kind of just hanging in there. 
you know, playing good defense and, and making some t really tough shots. And then the start of the second half, you know, Texas really started to pull away, just like UCLA did. And I remember at the UCLA game, Joe sitting next to me and looking and saying, this is where we get blown out. And I had the exact same thought against Texas. Like, I, it was hard to watch, you know, at, at the start of that second half. It, I was like, this is where we get blown out. Just nothing is going our way. The offense is just completely falling apart. But then uh, we, we just kind of hung around and battled back and just kept getting stops was really, like, the biggest thing. And then... Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about things from the Illinois side. If I'm a Texas fan, I'm so mad about that loss because they completely blew it. Like, they really, really gave that game away. They were up um, they were up by five with under a minute left, I think, when Epps uh, hit that three. Yeah, I think and that was, was a huge three. Yeah, like, they had one seconds Hawkins. left when Epps hit that. And because Hawkins called a timeout, and Melendez would have hit the three with, like, 39 seconds i think that was There's a sick pass yeah sick pass by hawkins too to find yeah. apps like hawkins kind of got caught in trouble because mm -hmm. as he does when he dribbles too much he got stuck and then he turned but somehow found apps in the corner who hit that three made it a two-point game we fouled them they missed the front end of the one and one. Oh, I forgot about that he was a good yes. free throw shooter right? that was huge yeah misses the front end we get the rebound yeah. we have no timeouts we rush up the floor and then Epps has it. I think he was trying to get it to was it Meyer or Shannon? Shannon. I can't remember. Shannon. Shannon. And the and the guy, incredible name, Sir Jabari Rice <laughs> on yeah. Texas just runs straight into Epps, like way too aggressive. There was, I think, like how much time was there left at that point? Like eight seconds yeah. eight or something? Seconds. There was the, the no way that we were gonna get a shot off yeah, in the, that the situation. The refs no did way. not want to call a foul there, but they had no like that no, was they the, had they, to. Yeah, yeah, there was no choice. They kind of blew the whistle and then looked at each other and then were like, he ran him over. We have to call a foul. Yeah. Epps obviously sinks the two free throws, incredible. And then they were just so deflated. You know, we, we took over and over. The Shannon took over and over time. They finally gave us a block call instead of a charge call uh, on that three-point <laughs> play that kind of uh, put them away. But um, yeah, it, it was it was a roller coaster game, just like that UCLA one. But this team just shows that that resiliency that they're just never out of it, which is really an incredible characteristic of this team. I can't remember if there was a play in UCLA that sparked it, but. I've seen some some feedback on on Twitter, and I I would agree the sincere Harris block, yeah, yeah. and then the sweet <laughs> yeah, the sweet transition play with the uh, Melendez who, who dunked it. Melendez yeah. dunk who, whoever assists I think was that like, was Epps so sick perfect yeah, and I think Doctor D loved that play too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is he a cardiologist? Yeah. The irony is not lost on me. The number one, like, yeah. He's gonna the have, official like, Illini cardiologist. Yeah. <laughs> Jess, what do you think? I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I was shocked at how unshocked I was. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty emotional person when it comes to Illini basketball. And, like, I, any other year we might beat a top two team, I feel like I'm I'm running through a wall. But... I feel like Brad has made me numb to top 10 wins. <laughs> he's so in the last 17 games against top 10 opponents, he's 12 and 5. That's a crazy stat, 
but I feel like my expectations have been reset. Yeah, I agree, Jesse. I, I kind of had that same feeling, too, where I don't know if it was like last night after the game or even this morning where like I continue to see, you know, videos on Twitter of like the celebration in the locker room and like the headlines all over, you know, different college basketball accounts like, you know, Illinois takes down number two Texas. And I'm like, it doesn't even feel like like if, you know, if we took on a, a top five team like in past years it was it seemed like such a huge deal and like so insurmountable but because of what we've seen from this group already even though we're only like a month into the season it's like no opponent strikes fear you know into me as a fan it's great it's like i mean i mean it's 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 different i feel like we're underranked um you know obviously it's fine we have two losses um you know they can rank us where they want but i mean going into that lane game the line got as low as minus one and a half right minus two where you know vegas knows this is more like a top 10 matchup and so i mean on the other end of things too and maybe i'll get killed for this but texas might be a little bit over ranked i mean they you know their two big early on wins were gonzaga who now has three losses and creighton who now has three losses and, yeah, and, and just lost, lost to Nebraska. Nebraska right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might be jumping yeah. the gun Texas, on that one yeah. a bit. But, like, yeah, they're yeah. very good. I mean, uh, yeah, Dylan Mitchell is uh, NBA player. Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter, like, great guards. Great college is, guards. Yeah, really But, good. I mean, maybe they're just not number two. Yeah. I just don't think there's any, like, great teams this year, really. Like, which is in good. the country. Which, yeah, I mean, it's total. It's going to be extremely competitive. The rankings are going to be, like, fluctuating week to week. Um, anyone can beat anyone, it seems like. So, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about some of the upsets that we saw in the Big Ten later. But, yeah, there's just no real great teams this year. So it's, yeah. it's going to be quite a season, I think. Although uh, I, la- oh, one more stat I have to point out from that game, too. I think we had, like, 16 or 17 turnovers against Texas. Our final turnover in the game came with just under nine minutes left, and we didn't have another turnover wow. the rest of the game. That's amazing. The rest of regulation and overtime. Um, shout out apps too. Yeah, because they got Sky Clark out of the game, Joe. <laughs> yeah, thank God we got Clark out of there. No, I'm just kidding. But actually, kind of, yes. It, it wasn't his best game. But again, he we weren't. Epps was warm, and he was playing well. So he should have been yeah. the game. No, he was awesome, and and he he played, yeah, most of the way down the stretch and in and, and all of overtime, uh, and and the game really seemed to change. It's, so, it's awesome that our freshmen are getting experience in games like this, neutral court. Like, the biggest worry going into the season is, oh, Illinois can't win at all because they have freshman guards, and you know this is a Final Four matchup. Yeah. So it's good to get this, and I, you know, I think by the end of the season they'll be ready. So I have some prepared remarks because I I was taking a lot of heat for this in the Javaman text thread, and my prepared remark is I was wrong. I was wrong about our guy Matthew Mayer Meyer. <laughs> and the performance that he had 
<laughs> this guy was unconscious. It was like every. So let's let's uh, flash. He was back. James Harden in the first half. <laughs> flat, yeah, those threes he was hitting. It was like step back threes, transition, just like stopping on a dime. Just, but I don't think one of them hit the net or hit the rim either. I think every single one was a swish. The guy five for five, just unconscious. Flashback to episode two of the Java Men Pod, and I was calling for. Meyer to be benched for our guy Dane, which you know I'll still stand by because Dane's my guy. I'm gonna ride and die with Dane. But Joe, you know we we talked about it, and I'm gonna redeem myself because you said you were gonna you were gonna light me up for this. But I want you to share with the listeners what we talked about in the second half against UCLA in Vegas. I think it was the first time out of the second half, and I said something to you about one guy that maybe we should give a shot of coming into the game. And I don't know if you remember, because you were probably about <laughs> four or five rum and $27 rum and Cokes deep at that game. Do you remember yeah, this? I have no idea. You don't remember? Oh, bullshit, Joe. <laughs> bullshit. You don't remember? I, I honestly I, don't. My memory is bad, though. I said, should we give Sincere a shot? and you're like i don't know dude it's a freshman (laughs) in this game and then sincere came in and dominated changed the whole game i do remember that now yeah and so you know i'll 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 fall on the sword for meyer and i'll i'm happy to fall on the sword because the guy he i mean without meyer the game's a blowout i mean there's no doubt about that it's an absolute blowout he kept us in the game and he was our offense for the first half, really. He was, even when he, the my favorite part, I think, was not that he was just lighting it up from three, but he could get to the hole a little bit. He's got some nice moves when he gets to the basket, and obviously they got to respect the three when he's hitting it, and he's got the, gets the first up, gets to the hole, and, and he finishes. And he, <laughs> we joked it. Shaps, I think it was me and you. We were joking about his, uh, and and they brought it up again on the game last night about defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. But his defense has improved. Like his his defense is way better. I, I don't know if he just wasn't trying against the Linden, what Lindenwood, Woods of the world, but his defense <laughs> has been much better. <laughs> yeah, he's just got to learn how to not foul. Cause yeah, he, he seems to get in foul trouble like every game. But it was awesome to have that coming out party for him this is the player that he was at baylor we just hadn't seen it yet he can get hot and stay hot and take over a game uh so it was nice to finally kind of show that to the illini fans who like had these really high expectations of him um he's just gonna be a really streaky player he's probably gonna come crashing back down to earth in the next game but like we, we always know that's that's a possibility um so it's 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 gonna be fun. <laughs> It'll be a. It's gonna be a roller coaster following him probably all season long. Yeah. I so talk hey, about real, and yeah. I'll get what do you got, Joe? Big stat here. <laughs> Illinois had twelve blocks. Wow. Against Texas. 12. Who had the most on the team? You got uh, it there. I don't have it there, but I think it yeah. was Hawkins. It was and Meyer Hawkins. had three. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, you, Jesse, was you mentioned it with Hawkins? He's just really, they're they're really good at not leaving their feet until they need to. I think Hawkins actually, I, I don't know if it was Hawkins or someone else. They actually jumped early and then they got it on the second one. 
in a big spot in that. Yeah, game. that was Melendez. Yeah, Melendez. They showed that. They showed that replay where he. Yeah, he he was kind of mismatched. I think too. Might have been. Was it on Timmy Allen? I can't remember. But like basically, he like gave a head fake. He went up for it and then instantly went back up into the air and blocked the shot. Sincere Harris had two blocks, uh, too. So yeah, that that was pretty cool to watch. Um, we really. For how big Kofi was, like he was not a rim protector at all. Um, so it's it's nice to kind of have that, like, got those guys that are really long and athletic and springy and and can just come out of nowhere and block your shot. Yeah, I, I don't think we're nearly as exposed defensively, or from a depth perspective either. We've talked about it a lot on the pod. Like last year and the year before, Io. Kofi they go out of the game and it's like how are we going to survive for the next four minutes and Omar Payne it's like, yeah, Omar, oh man Omar Payne that guy and now it's like it. who cares we go to the next guy on the bench that's why I mean let's talk about it a little bit with the down the road with the, the two fouls and the automatic bench but yeah I mean you don't have to you don't have to worry about that type of stuff and that's what the team is built for March now, and I think that should excite everybody. So, gentlemen, how how good are we feeling? Number two team in the country, we take them down. MSG. I'm debating right now. I'm debating if I want some, you know, some intro song related to New York or uh, John Mayer. So, TBD <laughs> on that one. I guess you guys will find out tomorrow. Um, but <laughs> we got to move on to the next segment here and. We're going with a staple. We're going to go around the horn. Captain of the ship, walking the plank, Scotty Shaps. I'm starting with you, Shapops. And you could do what, you know, pick or choose. If you want to do it for the season or for the game, I'll leave it to you. What do you got for me? All right. Uh, so we'll start with the captain of the ship. Um, it's hard not to think about the Texas game right now. So I'm going to go with Jade Him. Epps. <laughs> Jade him. Epps. All right, I like that. I mean, I, ice water in the veins. Joe, what do you got? Matthew, John Mayer, Meyer. <laughs> Your body is wonderland. <laughs> Jess? The first time I named a captain, I named Terrence Shannon. And... You know, nothing's giving me reason to change that. I mean, at the end of the overtime, yeah. you know, the ball wasn't in his hands. I mean, just just the the bloody face, the the bandage on his eye, just gave me Io Desumu vibes. And he's the captain. He's the alpha. Yeah, I love with Shannon in the Maryland game. You could just tell that he's like, "Give me the ball. I'm taking control." Def definite Io vibes. Um, I I'm gonna go with. Hawk and Hawk I, I think he played 42 minutes against Texas he's I think Hawk's the most important player on the team you because we need it if we lose Hawk we're then you, what you kind of got to rely, rely on Dane who I love but Dane I don't think Dane can go more than 20 minutes a game unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> I agree I think it's Hawk and T and TSJ yeah and Shannon yeah. those two are the two most important guys on the team by far and Hawk, I think ever since um, the Syracuse game, ever since the triple dub, 
Hawk has been awesome. He's been really good, and he played another solid game, and it's just an all-around game with defense. So what I like about that, we just, I, I think every every answer there, you have a legitimate argument. How crazy. I mean, you can't do that last year. No. With that team or the year before, maybe two or three, but you could even go one more. I, I, I was thinking about going Sincere Harris. Look at the plus, and, plus or minus on our guy Sincere. Let's use Joe's stats. It's probably like 160 plus 160. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's I'll, walking? I'll look up. I'll look up <laughs> yeah, I want sincere. Uh, Shabs, who's walking the plank? All right. Uh, who's walking my plank are the refs. The <laughs> oh, zebras. Nice, nice. nice. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. This, that was a good answer. This has long uh, been my opinion. There is nobody, and I mean nobody worse, at their job in any profession than college basketball <laughs> officials. Like, at least the people at the DMV are consistent. There is nobody worse than college basketball refs. It is different from game to game, from half to half, to minute to minute. They just make things up as they go along. They see things that aren't actually happening. Take the Texas game, for example. Charge block calls are supposed to be like 50-50 most of the time, but somehow every single time it was a charge... The uh, the goaltend call that it didn't even look like a goaltend in real time. They then reviewed it for five minutes, and then decided that that cam like that TV that they were looking at was too blurry. <laughs> so they walked across the court to look at a different monitor that was even more clear that it wasn't a goaltend. But they still decided to stick with the call. Brad Underwood almost had a heart attack <laughs> yeah, dude. after the goaltend call. I, I, Did you guys see the tweets about that, by the way? Yeah, and Brad, <laughs> Brad retweeted and said, I'm okay now. <laughs> I dude, thought that he was honestly get, was one of the funniest things. The game he like fell night. backwards, and the coaches were like holding him up by under his arms. That was so funny. And then the out-of-bounds call uh, late in the game where we got the deflection, and like the ref thought that Shannon hit it while he was out of bounds. That ref was the only person in the entire stadium who thought that that ball was out of bounds. Luckily, as our buddy Bob Rosenthal pointed out, the Illinois rule saved Illinois. So uh, that was awesome to see. But there, there was just absolutely nobody worse. Usually it's Big Ten refs specifically that we complain about. But we got to see last night that it, it doesn't matter what conference they're in. It's always that guy with the slick back hair, too. I think he's an ACC ref. Um, Roger Ayers. You know what I'm talking about? The guy, the he, he does, like, every big ACC game. He's got, like, the really thin and it's, like, slicked back <laughs> hair. He was working that game last night against Texas. So it doesn't matter what conference you're in. There is nobody worse. They will always be, I will always be just shoving them off the plank. College basketball refs, the absolute worst. Well done, chefs. Well done, Bills. What do you got? Well, before before the big win over Texas, Epps and or Underwood were walking the plank, but they both had big time comebacks. If I may, for one moment, I just love I love that that they talked on the broadcast te- Texas game about between Underwood and what's the Texas coach name? 
Chris Beard. Beard. Yeah. They yeah. both like grinded it out in like low level community college days. <laughs> and like you can just tell that they built some grit about them and, and how they like act on the sidelines and how they're hard nosed. I just I love everything about that. Um but I this is gonna be kind of boring, but Ty Rogers. Yeah. He just needs to do he just it's needs the to low hanging more. fruit. Yeah, he just needs to do more. Yeah. Um he's clearly been the worst player on the team. And he needs to walk the plank. With that said, I think he'll have a good year overall. Jess? Um, I hate to do this because I know Sky is a loyal listener and I don't want to hurt his confidence <laughs> even more. Motivation. <laughs> yeah. But Pick I mean, him when he's, he's down. You know, he's the top rated recruit in, in, in our class there and he's underperforming. He's got to stop the, the turnovers, the dribblings. Dribbling actually gets some assists and he'll get there. But. For now, he's got to take to the plank. Yeah, not, not a lot to choose from. I mean, we got only two Illini and, and the refs, which I'm with Shaps. The Zebras, they're walking the plank. I, I've had enough. I was <laughs> I, I was, I was caught on camera throwing uh, my pillow across the room against Maryland after Belendez got elbowed in the head and got called for a foul. So <laughs> what are you going to do? It's just... <laughs> And I, I, Melendez has been great too. No, but we haven't talked enough Melendez. But Tony Stubblefield's, you know, having a hard time because he had him locked in the transfer portal about three weeks ago, and no longer seems to be the case. <laughs> so we're moving on here. Spy from the crow's nest. Scotty Shaps. <laughs> Shapop. Take me around the Big Ten. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm keeping an eye out. From the crow's nest and uh, gonna go around the Big Ten a little bit. A lot of uh, lot going on in the Big Ten lately, and and obviously we've we've had a couple early conference games going on, and uh, and the biggest thing, kind of same thing across the country too, but specifically in the Big Ten, there doesn't seem to be any really great teams. There's definitely like that upper echelon group, I think, but we've seen that. Basically, anyone can lose to anyone at any time. Uh, Northwestern took down Sparty a couple days ago in East Lansing. Uh, we saw Nebby, Nebraska, take down Creighton, uh, you know, top 10 Creighton team in Omaha. Um, after they beat us, Maryland just lost uh, last night at uh, at Wisconsin. Uh, really, those spunky Badgers just keep surprising people too i i don't know how they do it exactly um but they they've proven to be a lot tougher than we thought they would be in the least surprising game ever indiana uh blew their perfect season and lost uh at the rack the the house of horrors i don't really blame them for that one though because nobody wins at rutgers i i don't know <laughs> what kind of voodoo goes on there the uh, <laughs> we saw iowa play last night against uh duke a duke team that was really struggling they played in the game after us they kept show, like you know doing the promos for that game like over and over again don't forget people coming up after this game there's iowa and duke duke just kind of pummeled them actually it was like <laughs> it was like a get right game for duke uh and iowa did not look good um purdue has been kind of a wagon this year they went from basically an unranked team to top five in the country after beating duke and gonzaga in in one weekend which we've kind of seen since then duke and gonzaga maybe not that great but still purdue has been really impressive um 
Edie is probably the leader in the clubhouse right now for National Player of the Year, which is which is wild. He's playing like over 30 minutes a game. He played, um, who did they play? Oh, they played Minnesota the other night. And I mean, Minnesota's horrible. But Edie had, I think, 30 points and 22 rebounds oh my God. in that game. Like, boards. that's... Yeah, it's how we're gonna play Edie. It's insane what he's doing right now, and and I really think like he'll, I think he'll come back down to earth once he's playing Big Ten teams that maybe are more familiar with him. Because other teams right now that they played across the country like have no clue how to stop him. He's just getting whatever he wants. They 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 basically throw it down to him on every play. Um, Purdue, I mean, they're we thought their backcourt like they're starting these two small guards that. Like I've never seen before, and uh, and they're actually like holding up pretty well right now. We'll see once the competition, you know, gets better in January. But you gotta respect what Purdue is doing so far. I mean, Matt Painter is a really really good coach, so it's it's not that surprising. Um, um, Michigan State and Michigan both stink. I just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, <laughs> Michigan State actually they they just beat uh, our next opponent Penn State. Um, I won't talk about Penn State because I know Jesse's got a really in depth uh, scouting report coming <laughs> uh, for the Nittany Lions. Michigan State just kind of barely beat. They were Michigan State was trailing most of that game and they came back and and won, but they have one of the worst defenses in the entire country. Like according to the metrics, they're in like the three hundreds uh, defensively. They're really really bad. Which is weird. Like, remember that first week of the season, everyone thought Michigan State was was really good because they played Gonzaga tough on a boat. Yeah, I don't think Gonzaga is good this year. No, Gonzaga is not good. It turns out Gonzaga, like Timmy, doesn't play any defense, and they don't have any dynamic guards like they have yeah. in past years. Like, they're just they're not that good. Um, and Michigan, Michigan, I almost feel bad for at this. I mean, <laughs> I I don't actually feel bad for them. <laughs> The well, the only reason I feel bad <laughs> for them uh, is uh, they just lost their point guard um, that transfer from Princeton, uh, Llewellyn. Yeah. And they were already, like, really, really thin in the back. They're basically a two-man team with uh, with the coach's son and uh, the big dick, Hunter, and those guys, those two guys are really, really good, but they have no help anywhere else Llewellyn wasn't even playing that well but now they just lost him so I don't even know like who they turn to now they lost that guard from last year uh what was his name did Frankie Collins Buffkin is that yeah buff they have Buffkin like he'll he'll be expected to take on a bigger role now um but they, they like I don't know what they're gonna do so like they were already really really struggling um the first net rankings came out too. Illinois was at thirteen. Now we're up to eight wow. after beating Texas. Very nice. Um, we've already played four teams that are in the top fourteen of the net rankings. We're obviously two and two against them. Um, and just for context, Penn State they might drop a little bit now because they just lost, but they were at number fifty-one. So like they were actually playing pretty well. Michigan was at one hundred and sixteen. Oh man, <laughs> I. Like, and, so and we get the Wolverines. It might be a rough year. We, 
<laughs> Warriors Hunt. Yeah, we need P for the Warriors Hunt. Yeah. Can you just <laughs> insert yeah, that just clip? Plug it. Flex? Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I that's a good point. I'll just I'll copy it, record it, and put it in for all necessary. I mean, maybe yeah. Maybe podcast. Michigan will will improve as the season goes on a little bit, but it seems like they're they might be in for a a rough one. Yeah. So I well, been crazy times in the Big Ten. Just some the the, the two that stood out to me. Northwestern on the road upsetting Michigan State. I couldn't believe. And then Nebraska <laughs> on the road over Creighton. That's why. That was insane. Yeah. So two just, I mean, and those were, I had those those guys finishing 13 and 14 in the Big Ten, which is just And they still crazy. might. Yeah, they still might. Jess, you, yeah. you, you, got, you got some stuff prepared on Penn State. So we yes. go to, speaking of, we got them bottom Saturday. tier Big Ten teams. I'm, I think in the Dr. Spinney preseason rankings, they were they were bottom tier, and they're probably still there. Um, but yeah, Big Ten home opener Saturday against the six and three Nittany Lions. Um, I'd categorize this team as, as small but experienced. Of their top five scorers, all of them are seniors or super seniors, um, led wow. by Sienna transfer Jalen Pickett. Um, pick it. Yeah. Cast away. Cast away. Right? He was a uh, he was an etch pseudo castaway. Wasn't he committed? That's a, at one that's point? a different J- picket. Javon that picket's Pickett, on slew. Right? Oh, all that picket's right. on slew now. Right, he went I was gonna say that is like that sound familiar. Is Javon Pickett? I thought the, the same the thing guy? too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pickets. He's on. He's <laughs> on. Right. He's on the Billikens now. Javon Pickett. Wow. Okay. All right. My bad. My bad. Yeah. And then size wise, they have a six ten freshman, but outside of that. Um, their biggest guy that actually sees minutes is six six, so this might be the game to let Dane Danger eat down low. We shall see. Um, you know, as for what Penn State's done, their resume—they don't necessarily have one. Um, they they kept it close. They lost on the road to Virginia Tech by two points. Um, they lost to Clemson in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, but took them to double overtime. Um, was that, wh- where was that game? That was at Clemson. At Clemson. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Shep's brought it up, but they they played Michigan State pretty close tonight at home. They were actually favored by four points in that game, but ended really? up lo- losing by nine. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wow. yeah, it's a Big Ten home game. Yeah, uh, it's that's tough true. to win. So yeah, all that said, I don't think Saturday should be much of a challenge for Brad and the boys. And I think Vegas is going to agree. So we're setting lines here. Um, it's tough to be much more than than double digit, but I'm going to go minus ten Illinois. Joe, I'm going minus eleven. Oh, you stole mine. Spy! Wow. All right. <laughs> well, I'll be, I was kind of right there. Yeah. I'll be the most optimistic. I've been I've been the most biased. Well. Let me take that back. Joe had Michigan like minus five over Illinois in the football game originally. Yeah, my <laughs> line that, was right. That's true. That's true. No, I, but I'm talking about compared to Vegas, what they were coming out with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go minus 12 and a half. I think after the win, Texas, I think it's going to get better. Maybe it doesn't open at 12 and a half, but I think it's going to get bet up to that. Yeah, it might move. That It might be a little bit bigger now that they – they just lost to, at home to Michigan State and, and what we did. 
Um, yeah, we definitely can't like sleepwalk on this one though. I mean, it's an 11 a.m. game. You know, there's yeah. going to be a lot of hungover uh, students, and there's going to be, you know, hopefully the players aren't too hungover. You just can't like sleepwalk through this one. You can't have a letdown spot after the big Texas win. They're going to be partying pretty hard. It is a sellout though. Uh, they just reported that that it is they sold out the the assembly hall for for this game on Saturday, which is pretty impressive for a, a, a 11 a.m. Penn State game. Um, so hopefully the the crowd you know gives the boys some some juice and we don't fall asleep. I just learned watching this Michigan State game that Penn State um, leads the country in in three pointers made per game. They make like 12 or 13 threes really? per game. Which is one little concern because we seem to have an affinity for just allowing teams to have wide open threes at times. Yeah, like that seems to be like one area where we struggle uh, defensively, especially in transition. Like we're always getting back and scrambling, and then there's like a kick out to a wide open three. So you just can't let Penn State get hot from the outside. Um, otherwise, yeah, we should be able to to dominate in the paint with with Hawkins and, and hopefully a get right game for Dane, like you said. Yeah. The, these, I, I think through December, uh, I was looking at the schedule and I, I didn't see anything where there'd be a, a, a significant threat to lose. Now with that said, you're in the big 10, you could lose on any given day. So you, you don't want to take any team right. lightly. What it's, about the undefeated important. Mizzou Tigers? Well, Great segue there, Jesse, because I have a personal <laughs> announcement. I'm currently making plans to travel down to the wow, league, to be attending bragging rights. Let's go. Joe, will you be there? Are you going? Yeah, yeah, I have tickets. Thanks to Jesse and his iFund. So, Jess, are you going? In insert the Nelly song there. No, yeah. I, uh, I'm going to be in Florida. Not uh, in so, Tampa, but... Okay, so, <laughs> Joe, I... I'll text you. We gotta. I just gotta arrange some sitters for the girls. By that I mean <laughs> I gotta get my parents to watch the girls for the weekend. And yeah, I'm, we I'm have, coming down. I have extra tickets, so just let me know. My goal is to come down to the Lou for that game and then swing down to Tampa for the pirate this is, ship. On the this second. is big time. This is a big time holiday stretch coming up here. If we're gonna have Java men. <laughs> Java men in the house for the bragging rights and potentially the uh, Illini bowl game. Are you going down in Tampa? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been looking hard at it. Not going to lie. Might be hard to swing uh, after the Vegas trip. And uh, and flights are pretty brutal right now. Go figure. You know, people actually want to go to Florida in January, apparently. It's like a hot ticket. But uh, so we'll we'll put that on the back burner for right now. Yeah, what yeah. probably surprised me most about that Penn State game being sold out is that anyone in Champaign has money left over after buying their flights to Tampa. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good you, point. Yeah, th those flights are ridiculous. So that's my battle right now. I'm trying to convince Mish to drive to Tampa with three girls oh, under luck. five. We'll see. I've seen, yeah, I've seen some Illini contingent that are that are doing that because flights are so expensive. Like they're ridiculous. They're, they're, they're there like, are people that are driving down. The cheapest I saw for the dates that I wanted were like six hundred each, and I mean, I gotta buy four, so I'll probably we'll see. If you see me on the pirate ship, that means that I drove down to Tampa. 
So I'll, I'll keep Maybe, yeah. the Java. Maybe I'll posted. hop in the trunk or something if you're driving. And then, all right, well done tonight, boys. This is some great Java men talk. I got one last thing, and this is a curveball. <laughs> Maybe not appropriate for the Java men pod, but I'm going to throw it out there. Wilson Contreras yeah. to the cards wow. today. So Why? Joe, Jess, diehard Cardinal fans, Chapops, the Spy, a Cubby Flub fan, and it, I'm a Sox. It, it reminds me a bit of the Packers going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and just tormenting <laughs> Chicago with great quarterback slash catchers for just decades. That's a bit of a stretch <laughs> on the analogy. <laughs> well, well, catcher is very important. Very I important mean, position. Yachty's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you don't know about I agree Wilson with that. yet. Joe, what do you think? Well, first off, Wilson's way better than, than Yachty. But... <laughs> well, yeah, at the tail end now of he's, his career. Now, yeah. yeah, now he's dead to me anyways. Ooh. But I'll, I'll let Joe go first. The Cardinal. Yeah, then we'll pass Cardinal it to Shaps. Uh, so, I am going to Tampa. You, Joe, game. you're going to Tampa. Yeah, I'm going with. So far, I was gonna text the group, but I'm going with. So far, Jr. Taylor and Riley O'Toole. Oh no way! What? So there's a flight. I got to get on a flight. There's a there's a cheap flight out of St. Louis, on the first, but the flights back are brutal. So I'm gonna have to figure that out. Are we you gonna get Riley? Are you going? Are you going solo? Are you going? Yeah. Can we get Riley on the pod? Are you going with the wag? No, I'm going solo. Ooh, yeah, I, 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 my I'm solo go days are like numbered a day. for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna go for like a day, like one total Got day. It. Okay. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, obviously, Wilson Contreras, he won a World Series at the Cubs, but he's not coming to baseball heaven, <laughs> and we'll be surrounded by the best fans <laughs> in baseball. I'm happy for Wilson, honestly, because I. The Cubs made it clear that like they weren't going to resign him. They kind of yanked him around like all last year. Uh, I, I hate, I hate the fact that he's going to the Cardinals uh, when he like cried all season about how much he loves the Cubs, and then to just fucking stab us in the back and go to the hated rival is not okay. But hey, it's a business, right? Oh, I do have one thing to end on a positive note. We do have one of the hosts here uh turning the big three five on friday i believe <laughs> java joe has got a big birthday coming up should we sing so happy upcoming birthday <laughs> yeah insert just insert a happy birthday song here but wanted to wanted to make sure we got that in happy birthday Joe. chef you're, chef your december birthday too right well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, I mean, This chefs. isn't about, this isn't it about was, me. Is. But. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm the, I'm the follow, I'm the week after Joe, but wanted That's to make right. sure we got that in there. Couldn't remember if you were right before or right after me. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. It feels good to be 35, and it feels even better that Illini football and Illini basketball are back and better than ever. That's right. God bless Joshua, man. Well said, Joe. Uh, great job tonight, boys. I I had a blast. Uh, great time recapping the games. Just a massive victory in the garden. You've got the Illini faithful, the Java men pumped up. 
got Penn State on Saturday. I think next week, you know, probably not as much action on the court. Maybe a little diversified segment listing. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Happy birthday, Joe. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.